Yes, we are a day away from the NFL draft in Chicago, and welcome into our little war room here. I'm here with Nick Miller, who I did the last podcast with, and Matt Hurd of If I Were a Gambling Man podcast. It's been a while, boys. Uh, welcome into the war room. Hey guys, uh, you guys ready to be here? You guys ready to be GMs for the day? Yeah, Jack, I'm pumped. Uh, happy to work with you and Matt for the first time. Uh, Going to be fun, and can't wait to make some picks. Matt, do you have nice. any opening remarks? It's a nice little cramped in here, but uh, you know we'll make it do, and uh, should be should be pretty fun. Yeah. So the plan for today's show is to we're all going to pretend that we're GMs for the day. Uh, we each have a team. We have each have a couple teams that we're going to be picking for every three picks. Uh, Miller won the lottery. And he is the Los Angeles Rams, and he'll be having the first pick in a little bit. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go through the whole draft. After 15 minutes, we're gonna, you know, recap what was going on, recap our picks, uh, and after every pick, we're gonna see, you know, how the other two GMs feel about that pick, just like fantasy. Yeah. So if we can be GMs for the day, can I trade back the Carson Wentz deal, or is that? Well, why would you want to move back the deal to get your franchise so we, quarterback superstar? Yeah. Let's not. Go, let's not go there right now. But we'll, we'll get wait. Into it. We'll yeah. get into it. All right, so uh, you guys ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Is it showtime? Yep. All right, on the clock, 8 o'clock. Are we watching on ESPN or NFL Network tomorrow? Uh, ESPN. I think we're going to got to go ESPN because, I mean, you know, we were watching some of the recaps the other day, and they were showing the picks before they were happening. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, and we can't have the Twitter um, phone checking before because that just kills it. No, that's rule one. Yeah. No checking on the no, – I mean, if you look, that's fine, but don't say anything, please. Don't be that don't guy. Be, don't be that just guy. Don't. Just don't do it. Okay, so let's get started. The Los Angeles Rams are on the clock. All right, so with the Rams pick, it's going to come down to Carson Wentz or Jared Goff, but the consensus amongst everyone is that it's going to be Jared Goff. The Rams are looking to make a splash, and I think Goff can come in right away and be a starter for them. Wentz may take a little bit more time. Goff I don't think is quite NFL-ready yet, but I think he gives the Rams a better chance of competing right now than Carson Wentz does. So with the first pick, the Rams are going to take Jared Goff from Cal. Matt, I know that has you excited. Goff has been your number one quarterback for, what, a decade now? Is his yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, bit, oh, I'm a huge fan of Jared Goff. I mean, what, what makes you love Jared Goff so much? Oh, he just makes the he makes all the smart plays. He makes the incredible throws. Uh, not the greatest arm strength, but uh, you know he graded out as you know the best quarterback against the blitz, best against defensive pressure, uh, best throwing from between one and ten yards. I mean, there's a lot to love. You know, everybody talks about it, the small hands and how you know is that concerning to me? No, I hate the small hands argument. I mean, you've seen the guy throw the ball. You know, yeah. clearly his hands have no. You know, they're not affecting him in any way. So I love Jared Goff, and yeah, I love the pick at one. The ball just comes out of his hand beautifully. The guy can stroke it. Yeah, I'm cool if he falls the two to the Eagles, which he's not going to, but he would definitely be my guy. If it's pretty much a general choice. consensus that golf's going one. I haven't seen anyone. If there is someone saying it, it's just smoke from them trying to, you know, drub up some night before draft, you know, controversy. So now at two, the Eagles are on the clock, and everyone pretty much knows where they're going with this one. Howie Roseman came out as soon as they did the deal and said we're going at the quarterback here. And the general consensus is that it's going to be Carson Wentz. And, uh, and I'm happy as I'm sitting here in my fake war room that I have my future franchise quarterback, hopefully. Yeah, I'm, uh, Carson Wentz is going to be the Eagles quarterback. I uh, guess he is. Uh, I'm not really that thrilled about it. I mean, the idea of having a franchise quarterback possibly excites me, but... I just think moving up for him, he's too much of a question mark, and I don't believe that he is a top two talent in this year's draft, but he's going to be, so heard. I mean, the Eagles clearly think he's the guy, and if you're the guy, you got to go get him. So they, you know, making this move to two, they are clearly locked in, although I think they would be, the Eagles would be very happy if uh, the Rams were to take Carson Wentz and, you know, steal Jared Goff in this, in this class, but... Uh, you know, once he's got that big arm, you know, everyone says it reminds of, you know, Bortles, possibly Ben Roethlisberger. So, you know, there's two good comparisons to like right there. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, will it, you know, these quarterbacks don't always pan out, but, you know, hope for the best for Philly. That's what I like to hear, Matt. All right. So, you're on the board here at number three, and the first two are pretty much set in stone. It's going to be Goff Wentz. Uh, and really, no one really knows what the Chargers are going to do. So, Matt, what are you going to do? Well, for the podcast mock here the san diego chargers with the third pick we're gonna take 
DeForest Buckner. Wow. A defensive end from Oregon. That is huge. Uh, Why? Could see? Are you taking the next Deion Jordan, or do you think DeForest Buckner is a game changer? No, Jordan. He plays a different game than Deion Jordan. I mean, Buckner's six eight, two hundred ninety five pounds. So he's just he's a mammoth on the defensive end. He's your he's your ideal three four. I know the Chargers. They run a, a little combination of a three four four three. So uh, yeah, like I said, prototypical three four could really rush the, uh, rush the passer a little more from a four three scheme, which could help him. I mean, he he's got really good vision. Uh, he, you know, he never takes a playoff. This guy is you know he's got a great motor. Uh, in San Diego, they're they're really lacking playmakers on that defense. You know, I thought Tunsil, maybe Ramsey, but I think in the end they're going to take Buckner, and I'm taking Buckner here. Interesting. Um, Manti Teo and Buckner, a little linebacking core. <laughs> Heisman Trophy should have won. Manti Teo, just kidding. Uh, do you like the pick, Nick? Uh, yeah, I think it's a solid pick. I think he is one of the top five talents in the draft. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think I would go that way, number three, but... Who knows? Everyone has their idea of what it's going to be, but teams shock everybody all the time, and Buckner would definitely be a good, solid pickup in number three. All right, Nick. Our least favorite team in the NFL is on the clock, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I know they have defensive needs. Maybe go offensive line? Yeah. Build up a superstar offensive line? What are you thinking here at four? Uh, I don't think they go O-line, and this pick is going to kill me because I personally have him number one player in this draft. Uh, he's an absolute stud athlete. He could do anything really in the secondary, and that is uh, cornerback Jalen Ramsey from uh, Florida State. He, they're they're going to try and pair him up with Byron Jones from UConn last year that they took in the first round. Morris Claiborne? Yeah. Claiborne? And I think <laughs> that this is a steal for the Cowboys. If the Eagles and Rams didn't move up to 1-2, I think there's no shot that Ramsey's going to be there at 4 for them. But nope. with these two teams doing that, I think he's going to be there at 4, and I think they're going to get a very good player and someone that's going to haunt the Eagles for the foreseeable future. And it could be the next prime time. Uh, I'm a big Jalen Ramsey guy. Heard, do you like Jalen Ramsey at four for the Cowboys? Oh, yeah. It's a steal for them, I think. Uh, I really do think that he is probably the best player in this draft. Uh, and with an addition like him and, you know, Dallas, as long as they, you know, draft pretty well here, I think they're definitely a team that could contend to win the NFC East next year. Uh, I don't think the Giants are very good. The Eagles with Wentz, you know, you don't know where they're going to be. It's really, you know, the Redskins, and I think the Cowboys, if Tony Romo stays healthy, they've upgraded on defense now. That offensive line is still fantastic, and they still have Des Bryant. There's no reason why the Cowboys can't compete to win the NFC East. Yeah, and the one concern, obviously, is Romo, if he can stay healthy. Uh, one question of the Cowboys that I thought about before the draft is, do you think they'll take a quarterback sometime in this draft, and who do you think they could take late? Because I think, I think Hackenberg would be a really good fit for the Cowboys in the second round. Uh, yeah, I think Hackenberg would be a good spot. I like Prescott, too. Um, I think that they're going to need to draft a quarterback. They really don't have a backup, and we saw last year how bad they were when Tony Romo went out. He's getting older, and they desperately need a backup, someone they can groom, because Romo probably has two or three years, if that, bearing injury. So I definitely think that the Cowboys are going to try and grab one. I don't know if it's going to be second, third, maybe later than that. But if Hackenberg's there, or Prescott is there when they're up, and they don't really have another need at the time. I definitely think they should go quarterback at some point. Sounds good. I talked myself into Christian Hackenberg this morning at like 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, well, watching, the, watching the Gruden QB camp. I don't know. I couldn't sleep. You, you talk him up as like a first-round pick? I People aren't saying he might be – the Bills might take him at 19. Well, that would just be stupid, but it's yeah. something the Bills normally would do. What yeah, about Broncos at 31? They could take him too. I think it's – Christian Hackenberg's story is crazy. When he was, well, after his freshman year, many thought he could be the number one overall pick in the draft after yeah. he had a very successful and season at Penn State with Bill O'Brien. James Franklin came in, changed the offense, and Hackenberg really, his efficiency went down tremendously. Uh, his stock fell. So I still think he has the tools. He's very raw right now, but with good coaching, and if you sit behind a guy like Tony Romo, I think you're going to learn, and I think that could be a good uh, pairing for them in Dallas. All right, that's enough Hackenberg talk for yeah. the first eight minutes of the podcast. For the entire podcast. For the entire yes. podcast. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars. I am going with Miles Jack here with the fifth pick because I think there's been a lot of talk about Miles Jack to the Jaguars. People are we're worried about his knee. Um, it's, it's not really a, a problem with playing this year with his knee. It's more career longevity with him is what I've read. And he is a freak athlete. And if the Eagles stayed at eight, I would have loved if he slipped to them. Um, so I'm thinking Miles Jack here at the Jaguars pick. Yeah, um, 
the injury thing was a huge concern, and I, in my previous mock drafts, I did have Miles Jack going five to the Jags. You heard a bunch of rumors about that, but I think it's he's a can't miss pros- prospect, and he's definitely a top five talent. Just the injuries and his health is kind of a main concern. But you're taking a shot here at five, but I definitely think that he's a playmaker. He can do everything on the football field. Yeah, Jack. Uh... Definitely top five talent. That knee is definitely a concern. You know, they've called it a possibly a ticking time bomb. So that's, could, last, that's what I want in my fifth. Yeah, pick. He could, I mean, he could be you know a ten year good player. He could be half a season through and blow his knee out. But. Yeah, and plus, I mean, Dante Fowler's back. He, was, I liked him a lot coming out of Florida. Uh, him and Miles Jack would be a pretty dominant one two punch with uh, Gus Bus down there leading the charge. So the Ravens. Are on the clock. What are you doing here? It's the most exciting pick right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, do you? I think you know where I'm going. Can you there. control yourself over there yeah. for like 30 seconds? No. If this happens tomorrow night, Matt Hurd is going streaking down Main Street. By the way, if it happens, you'll you won't see me for a couple of minutes because I'll be probably shot in a beer somewhere. But uh, yeah, with the sixth pick, my Baltimore Ravens, we're going to take Laramie Tunsil, the offensive tackle from Ole Miss, and I keep seeing everything that. The Ravens are coveting Joey Bosa. I don't buy it. Uh, if a guy like Tunsil's there, you can't pass on his, you know, he's an elite left tackle, the talent. Uh, the guy played over 400 snaps last year, which uh, he missed a couple games and didn't allow a sack, didn't allow a pressure. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what you're looking for in your left tackle. The top of this draft is just absurd. I think yeah. there's, a, there's a bunch of talent. Larry Tunsil, I thought the Titans were moronic to move out of that. And you could get your left, t- left tackle for the future with Mariota there. So I like Larry Tussle a lot. And that'd be a steal for the Ravens. I just don't think they're going to take him. I think they're leading Bosa, but that's just me. Yeah, him falling to six is uh, – many didn't expect that. Once again, getting help from the first two teams, the uh, Rams and the Eagles moving up to one, two. Tunsil probably wouldn't be there at six if that didn't happen. It's just classic Ravens luck yeah, know, classic. with the draft. But uh, Tunsil's definitely uh, – he can be the cornerstone of that offensive line for the foreseeable future. And – you can't really go wrong here with that pick. All right, Nick. San Francisco 49ers are on the clock, and where are you going? All right, so rumor, rumors are out that the Niners are going after an offensive lineman, which is insane because we as Eagles fans had Chip Kelly as our head coach, and he, for two straight years, didn't draft an offensive lineman? Well, his first year, they took Lane. But Lane, and then none. for two straight years, we needed help at the other line, and he refused to take one. So... The rumors are that they want one. I just don't see it. And with this guy falling to number seven, I think this is a you can't miss on this. So with the seventh pick, the 49ers are going. Joey Bosa! The uh, the linebacker from Ohio State University. He's a stud. Uh, I think he's... Next J.J. Watt? Yeah, next J.J. Watt. Uh, he's got the white boy swagger that Watt has. So I really like him here at seven. And I, I don't think you could pass on him once he falls this far. No, Joey Bus is, is as well as a top five talent. So, uh, Hurd, you like the Bosa pick? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, Baltimore's you know apparently in love with him. He's been linked to Dallas at four in a couple mocks. I think four is a little. I I think if Ramsey's there, the Cowboys are taking him. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. But if Ramsey's not there and they don't shock, maybe not shock, but if they don't go off the rails and go Ezekiel Elliott, I think Bosa could go to four definitely. Although Zeke would be nice in Dallas. Yeah, behind that, that offensive line, I think. We'll get to it later, but I think if the Cowboys went Ezekiel Elliott, they could be the favorite for the NFC East for the next three, four years. Possibly. Yeah. All right. On the Brown, on the clock is the Cleveland Browns, who um, perpetually disappoint in the draft, and I'll be taking the reins as the perpetual disappointment of the Browns. So with this pick, I'm going to go with Ronnie Stanley. I've heard oh, wow. I've heard a lot of offensive line talk of them. I think they need offensive line help, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I like Stanley. So I'm going to go with Stanley to the Browns. So do you see them with Joe Thomas being the only real key they have on that offensive line? Do you see Stanley coming in at right tackle right away or possibly moving Joe Thomas? Well, I think Thomas is getting up there a little bit, right? So you can yeah, start he's in low to mid-30s So you can, start, you can start Stanley at right tackle and then work his way over like the Eagles are going to do with Lane once Jason Peters retires. But, yeah, I mean – the Browns obviously need as much help as they can. I've heard a lot of defense here, but I think offensive line is the way they're going to go. Yep. Uh, like, I I think that the Browns may shock a bunch of people and go Paxton Lynch here. I had that in our Life of a yeah, Philly fan mock draft that. version one. I still think it's a possibility. Once they made the move with the Eagles, they now have six picks in the top 100, and I believe that they have a lot of room to make 
flexibility. They have a lot of flexibility here. I think if they like him, they can grab him, and I think he might be the steal of this draft. I think he's going to be a very successful quarterback. He reminds me a lot of Ben Roethlisberger, but definitely Ronnie Stanley would be a good pick. It'd be weird if they went Ronnie Stanley because the Browns, like they're never really that conservative, and I feel like offensive line is the most conservative position you can take in the draft. Do you think they? I think they could trade out of this pick. Yeah, like move down a little bit and then get Paxton. Yeah, I saw earlier today that they're. Uh... They're looking to trade back into the teens because their team's looking to move up to take Elliott at eight if he's there. Like the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are yeah. trying to move Yeah, and then in the teens, I saw that uh, Laquan Treadwell would be their, their plan A with Jack Conklin plan B. So Well, either way, either way, you're going to hit your over of eight and a half. <sighs> I pray to God. I pray to God nothing crazy happens. He's not going top eight, so I think it would be good. All right. Tampa Bay Bucks on the clock. Uh, they have obviously a young stud quarterback. Offensive line is still worrisome. They get used to defensive help. What are you doing here, Matt? Yeah, here at 9, the Buccaneers, we're going to stay in state. We're going to take cornerback Vernon Hargreaves oh. the third from Florida. I don't like that. Hey, why don't you like that? He's not going to have the Bears taking him uh-huh. away. <laughs> yeah. This guy only allowed two touchdowns in two seasons. Uh, he's always got an eye on the quarterback, really good ball skills. I mean, he's got very fluid hips from the tape that I've watched of him. Great hips. <laughs> there was a time he was seen as the number one defensive back, and then Jalen Ramsey decided to be you know, the freak Super athlete star. that he is. So. Yeah. yeah, I think Har- Hargraves is a good player. The only concern is his size. He's very sure he's under six feet tall, but I think he's a can't-miss prospect. Um, played a Florida last year. He had, what did you say, he had two? He had two touchdowns in two seasons combined in the SEC. Yeah, that's just un- that's unbelievable. I did not know that, but... It's a good pick by the Bucks. They need to build that defense. So, Jack. Sorry. I was taking a sip of coffee. Um, okay. All right. So, now, you see, you just took all the NCU's teams. Yeah. So, for yourself. That's very I kind of set this up like yeah, my own I'm way. sure you did. He's gone back. Well, no. Uh, I wanted to give you the Eagles because, like, if you didn't, you'd have a conniption. And I gave her oh, yeah. the Ravens. No, so I'm, it I'm a perfect, very, yeah, I'm very selfish. Yeah. Okay. So, Giants are on the clock. All right. So, the Giants at 10. I think they can go... Uh, offensive line here, I think they can go defense, but they need a lot of help on. They defense. need a lot of help on defense, but and I see a lot of Leonard Floyd from Georgia. I see they're really high on him, but I don't know how you can pass on this guy. And I'm gonna go Ezekiel Elliott ten to the Giants. I think I'm he's sorry going if, to. I'm sorry if that messes up your guys' mock draft or your picks, but let me ask you uh, two guys. Outside of Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Ben Roethlisberger, is there a better one, two, three on paper? Than Odell Beckham Jr., Elliott, and Eli Manning. Because I think you have to stay in the box to guard Elliott, and then Odell Beckham can just take the top off any defense. So I think it's going to be a dynamic uh, system they can run and with under time. Where Bob, was it Ben McAdoo? Ben McAdoo. Yeah, sorry, I mumbled there. No, I definitely like Zeke there. And I've seen a lot of, lot of articles linking Zeke to the Giants there. And I think they'd be ecstatic if he fell to 10. Um, so, yeah, I agree with your pick there. Do you like that pick, Matt? Yeah, definitely. I mean, falling farther than I thought he would go. Uh, yeah. Like I said, there's teams trying to trade up to get him, but now he's seen as the best draft, the best prospect since Adrian Peterson, and that includes going through Trent Richardson, who you know was just fantastic. Yeah, man. Uh, now he's a Raven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. star. Revive his career. Elliot does it all. So he's a great blocker. Does it all. Yeah, I agree with you. Pick. All right. Uh, on the clock are now the Bears, and I think if Vernon Hargraves is here during the actual draft, I think they'd be ecstatic to get him because they need quarterback, uh, cornerback help. I, however, since he's not here, am going to take Shaq Lawson with the 11th pick. Sound good, guys? All right, cool. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the input. Uh, no I think they need edge rush help, and I think he's one of the top edge rushers in this draft. So... Uh, Shaq Lawson off the board at 11. Yeah, I've seen him fall a lot in a bunch of drafts, and I forget who I gave them 11, or I forget who I had them taking in my previous mock draft, but he's definitely a can't-miss talent. I think he led college football last season in tackles for a loss. He's a beast. Um, He could do it all on defense, so it's a good pick there at 11. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Uh, All right, Matt, do you have anything to say on uh, (laughs) Shaq Shaq Lawson, or are you going to move on to your Saints pick? Do you want me to say anything about Shaq Lawson? I don't know. Do you have anything? Do you have any comments on? Do you think he's a good edge rusher? He's a great. Yeah, he's a really good edge. I mean, he can. He's a good four three. I guess you could. They're trying to work him as a three four outside linebacker if you need to. Uh, yeah, like I said, great pass rush. Uh, needs to work on his run stopping a little bit, but like I said, the tackles for loss and the sacks it might be too much to pass up at uh, at eleven there. All right, so you're on the clock now with the Saints, and they are a bit of a weird team. I don't really know what they need per se. Uh, they, you know, I don't know. 
They they have a lot of options they can go with here, the 12th pick. I think they need to go defense. So I'm going to have them take uh, Sheldon Rankins, the defensive tackle from Louisville. Very good. Uh, he's one of those guys that just beats up centers and guards. Like, it's you know, he takes double teams very well and, you know, gets through the line very explosively. Uh, and, yeah, dude, the Saints, they need to go. They need defense. Like, what would they take offensively right here? No, I don't There's think they should go offense. See. Maybe Doxon? No, that's too high. Too but uh, I agree with your pick. This was one of the few picks me and you had similar or the same on our Life of a Philly fan uh, mock draft version one that me and Matt did last week. Uh, I have Sheldon Rankings as well going to the Saints. I think he's a stud defenseman. And they need help on both sides of their line. But I think defense, they should definitely go here. So Sheldon Rankings is a good pick for me. All right, moving on to the Dolphins. Nick, what are you thinking here? All right, so... I came up with a list of the picks, and the only one left is Eli Apple. But I don't know if I want to go him right here. I had Vernon Hargraves in my mock draft. I had Elliott possibly falling. We've seen a lot that the Dolphins are going to try and go up and get Elliott. Uh, I also thought Shaq Lawson could be a fit, good fit here. But I'll go Eli Apple, the corner from Ohio State. Uh, corner is probably the position that the Dolphins need most in the draft. This could be early for him, but if they don't move, I think that you're going best available for your need, and I think that Eli Apple is going to be a very good talent. Sounds good. Matt, anything on Eli Apple? Uh, I think it's a bit early for it me. Is, but yeah, I had him going 18th to the Colts. If he was there at 18, I was going to take him with Indianapolis. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's Sorry. one of the best man coverage corners in this draft. Uh, he stays right on the receivers. He never uh, he never gives up when you know if they make a catch. He's always trying to dislodge that ball away. And he's you know, got ideal size and speed to be a pretty good cornerback in this league. So, and he's got a legit number one corner across the field from him, Byron Maxwell. So, that'll make that that'll make that transition easier. And he's got a stud linebacker too, Kiko Alonso. Don't forget that name. Yeah, well, don't they? Have, they have two holes now that they, they lost Brett Grimes as well, right? Yeah, but he was he wasn't that good last year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Dolphins moved back from eight with the Eagles, infamous trade, and e, uh, Miller hasn't taken Eli Apple now. On the board, the Oakland Raiders, who are definitely a rising team in the AFC West. Uh, you got Derek Carr, who I think could play his way into it, being a top-eight quarterback in this league, maybe even higher. Um, they have Amari Cooper, a young, nice offense. They signed Alden Smith. They're trying to get him you know, right, and they obviously have uh, Khalil Mack. So I'm going to add to that linebacking core and draft Robert M. Kichi. How the heck do you say his name? How do you say his name? Kim Dietschy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, guy's a beast. I've seen a lot of things linking the Raiders to him if he fell to them, which he probably will. I know like a month or two ago, teams were saying just take him off your big board, but I guess teams have come around to him, and I think the Raiders would be – he just seems like a Raider kind of player. He just seems like so, – So what, like a scumbag? He's got, <laughs> he's got some off-the-field problems. He also seems like a Raven, so don't get your hopes really? up over there. Yeah, uh, me and Hurd had him falling to 29. We both had a consensus pick on that. That's cool. Did you mention Bruce Irvin because I got him to a linebacker? I think that it's a good pick, and I really like Treadwell here. I think pairing him up with Amari Cooper would be very dangerous and give Derek Carr another weapon to throw to. But uh, Ninkum, what is it? Kandichi. Kandichi, yeah, it's a good pick there. Sounds good. All right, Hurd, the Titans are on the clock. Do you think that – I've seen stuff about them trying to move up. Back into the top ten, right? Yeah, because there's been there's been talk that Tunsil may fall for some reason. That uh, some GMs actually have Ronnie Stanley ranked higher than him. That's absurd. Uh, so then, if Tunsil would fall anywhere like to the eight nine range, I heard the Titans are very interested in possibly moving back up to get you know take him or take either uh, Ronnie Stanley or the guy that they're going to take right now uh, in Jack Conklin. The love Jack Conklin from Michigan State. I almost took him with the Browns pick. The guy's really? got guy's got grit. Yeah, I missed on him on my previous pick. I completely forgot about him, but he is a great pick. Nice. Conklin, sorry. Like Jack Conklin. All right, so you think they're going to take Conklin there? Yeah, Uh, and it makes sense there because you thought before they traded back that they were going to go Tunsil, so they do need the O-line help, and Conklin falling this far is going to be. I think him and Ronnie Stanley, they could switch. I think Stanley could fall and Conklin could go higher. I saw Conklin rising up a lot, so I think it is a good pick. I think teams are split on Conklin and Stanley. Yeah. Well, the Titans already have a. They drafted Taylor Luan two years ago. Stop! Uh, Don't bring it up. A big miss. You're only gonna hurt yourself. Uh, but he really hasn't panned out that well at left tackle yet. Granted, he's still young. But I mean, Conklin was the best run blocking tackle in this class. 
So if you could get him and slide him right into right tackle right away, that immediately improves that run game for DeMarco Murray and helps out Marcus Mariota a little bit. Sounds good. All right, Nick. Detroit Lions. Oh, wait, we're at the 15th pick. So no, we just went 15. We're... Oh, yeah, we're going to. So do you want to recap the draft so far? Yeah. So number one overall, we have Jared Goff going to the Los Angeles Rams. We have the Eagles taking Carson Wentz. Pretty solid one-two. Heard we had a bold choice of taking DeForest Buckner with, Buckner with the third pick. Not a great first baseman, but he could play a good uh, uh, you know, outside Maybe linebacker. At the end. Yeah. Um, he's got the grit. Uh, the Cowboys, I think they'd be ecstatic if Jalen Ramsey fell to them at four. The Jaguars are not worried about Jack's knee, obviously, and take Miles Jack at five. The Ravens, somehow, Larry Tunsil slips to them and heard parades down Main Street. <laughs> Straight to, it's going to be lit if they draft Tunsil. <laughs> Straight to capital. Uh, seven, Joey Boza <laughs> falls in the 49ers. The cuz. Uh, at the eighth pick, Ronnie Stanley, the Browns make a conservative pick, which is crazy. Uh, the ninth pick, the Bucks shore up that secondary and get Vernon Hargraves. Zeke Elliott forms a trio with the Giants with uh, him and Odell Beckham Jr. and Eli Manning. The Bears shore up some you know, defensive end rush with Shaq Lawson. Uh, Reggie Rankins to the Saints, uh, Eli Apple to the Dolphins to pair up with Byron Maxwell and have two shutdown cornerbacks, uh, Robert N. Kandivshi, whatever you say his name, to the Raiders. Um, this seems like a Raiders player. <laughs> and uh, the Titans with Jack Conklin. So that's the recap so far. Moving on to the 16th pick, Nick. The Detroit Lions, after Calvin Johnson retired, are on the board. Do they take Carlos <laughs> Charles Rogers here? Um, I think they can go wide receiver here, but I think they Of course they, re- they do. Yeah, they need to after – did they just get uh, Sanu? They got uh, – right? was it Marvin Mar- Jones? Mar- Marvin Jones, sorry. But uh, I think they're going to go defense here. I think they're going to defense a line in particular. And I think it could come down to either of the Alabama defensive tackles, either Jaron Reed or Alshon Robinson. And I like uh, Alshon Robinson more. If uh, I think he's an absolute beast. Uh, I also like him with – He's 40, too. Yeah, if you see his – if you Google his name, the picture of him just like staring into the mic is like – very intimidating, and yeah. I think he is uh, convi- sure of that line with Haloti Nada, so I really like him here. I like him, and I had a nightmare about him that the Eagles are going to take him at eight, so I'm glad he's not going to be an Eagle, even though he's a good player. But I still have a nightmare about him, so. See, I'm going to question this pick. This is the first one. Okay. See, I would rather go Why? read in that situation. Who? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaron Reed. Reed. I think it's a scheme fit. Uh, the lines, they run a 4-3, and uh, Ashawn Robinson is your prototypical 3-4 DN, like DeForest Buckner, uh, while Jaron Reed is a plug-in, he's one of those plug-in uh, nose tackles in a 4-3, which is good. Uh, but yeah, Ashawn Robinson, I mean, he's 6'5", 310 pounds, uh, one of those guys that take, handles double teams really well, but the pass rush really wasn't there in college, but that could have been because of Alabama's scheme. But if he went somewhere with Detroit, you know, they have Haloti Nada, they have Ziggy Ansah already on that line, good pass rush right there, it could Absolutely. really benefit him. All right. I like the uh, the rebuttal. The Atlanta Falcons desperately need defense. They have a solid offense. Uh, Dan Quinn did a pretty good job there his first year. They collapsed on the stretch, but um, I fully expect him to get that defense popping. And with this pick, I'm going with Darren Lee, the Ohio State linebacker. All right, sounds good. I think he is a beast linebacker, and I think he's going to be a stalwart for the years to come. With him and who was the guy they drafted from Clemson last year? The you, Atlanta? Atlanta. Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley. I liked him a lot um, before last year. I thought he might come out as a junior. I kind of liked him with that late first-round pick for the Eagles a couple years ago. But Darren Lee is my pick there. Yeah, yeah. he's a good player. I think that they really do need to shore up that defense because we saw they started out, they got hot last year. They went 6-0. and They're pretty good on the offensive side of the rock. And they definitely need a – I think Lee's going to be a pretty solid – I. Doesn't he have some like off the field issues that could be concerning? Or I'm not sure to be honest. Yeah, I didn't hear. It. I haven't heard anything about that, but could be. All right, moving on. The Indianapolis Colts. They need a quarterback. Um, do they go quarterback here? Uh, they're not going to go quarterback here. It's uh, uh, a mistake. With in my the Colts plan. here at 18. We're going to take Leonard Floyd, the outside linebacker from Georgia. Uh, I know everyone thinks that the Colts should go offensive line. You know, protect Andrew Luck, but. Uh, having a premier-type pass rusher like this sitting in for you at 18 is definitely a, a pick to go here for the Colts. Yeah, I think he he's a really good pick. I see a lot of stuff that the Giants really like him at 10. If he could fall to 18 and the Colts can grab him, that'd be 
a real it's a steal. I think I think they could also go offensive line here. I like Taylor Decker from Ohio State, but he's definitely a good fit there. Sounds good to me. Uh, Nick, the Bills, who have been rumored to be interested in Christian Hackenberg, uh, are now on the clock. And what are they going to do? Uh, they're not going to go Hackenberg, but they will go Paxton Lynch here, unless another team moves up to try and get him. I think. Wow, they... you're screwing the Jets right there, by the way. Yeah, I know. The I... Jets could move up. Yeah, the Jets could move up. I think that they do need a quarterback. Uh, he could be another guy that you sit behind Tyrod Taylor and let him – Maybe develop because he's not ready right now. But I think for him to fall here to 19, it's not really falling that much for him. But I think that the Bills, who really knows what Rex Ryan's going to do. You know how he loves his defense. But I like Paxton Lynch here at number 19. Do you like Paxton Lynch going to the Bills, Heard? Yeah, I do. I thought um, I actually thought the Jets would try to take him at 20 if available there. For I think Jack, so, too. That so. was going to be my pick. Uh, but, sorry, uh, yeah. But I think tomorrow night, when it comes down to it, I could see the Jets moving up to try to get Pax and make sure. No, there's team. a couple teams that could move up to get him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you've seen that the Saints are interested in trying to get their QB to sit behind Breeze for a year. Oh, they got Garrett Grayson, bro. Oh uh, yeah. Talked myself into him last year too. How'd that <laughs> he was work? all How'd over that Grayson. <laughs> He's fine, dude. He's gonna be a stud. He's six six. Um, yeah, I can see, I can see the Broncos might be in play for him too. They can move up. I'm not really sure what pieces they have. Um, or they get Trevor Sam Bradford and get him off our hands. That'd be great. Um, next up is the Jets, and I think they're going to move up and get Paxson. I think some way they're going to get Paxson tomorrow, but since Miller screwed everything up for me, um, I don't think they can go Connor Cook here. I think that's way too early for them. Uh, and I think they're going to continue to shore up that defense under Todd Bowles and go Noah Spence from Eastern wow. Kentucky. And I know, a small school guy, two small school guys going in the top 20. I wouldn't really call Spence a small school guy, though, because he did play at Ohio State before, you know, he got kicked out of school, so... Uh, hey, that's the kind of grit we need on this team. You've been using that word a lot today. I know. Grit. Yeah, we're big fans of grit here favorite, on Life of a Philly It's my favorite thing to say. All right, so, real quick, I Google Noah Spence, and the first thing that pops up is great. It says, Eastern Kentucky linebacker sends all 32 teams his last 20 drug tests. So, that could be a concern. I mean, he definitely has the off-the-field issues, and... Him doing this, I guess it's a good sign that he's trying to prove to these teams that. Was he the guy that punched someone in the Michigan game and got kicked out for it? Was uh, that him? Uh, it could have been. I don't watch too much Ohio State football. I think it was the Ohio State. It might have been him. I'm not sure. Um, but I think he's a really, obviously, talented player. Um, I think he's one of the top talents in the league or in this draft, even though he comes from, you know, he's, he's a little bit of a shaky background. Um, but, yeah, I'm a big – I think Noah Spence, I mean, on this big board I'm looking at right now, they have him as the 13th best player overall and him slipping to 20 and just strengthening that Jets defense. They could trade Mo Wilkerson as a part of a Paxton Lynch deal to move up, just sure up that defense with uh, Leonard – who did – it was Leonard Williams, right? That the uh, the Jets, defensive tackle? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that defense is forming something amazing. So, um, yeah, that's my pick there. All right, uh, Heard, back to you, your other D.C. team. The Washington hmm. Redskins. The D.C. football team. Yeah. Um, what pick number is this? 21. 21. Right, 21 here. The Washington Redskins. Uh, I mocked them having taken Ryan Kelly, the center from Alabama, but we are going to go away from that pick and go to another Alabama player. We're going to take uh, linebacker Reggie Ragland. Nice. Uh, who I'm a big fan of. At, he's an inside linebacker. Yeah, I had the Redskins taking Reggie Ragland at 21 in my mock draft. I think he's a very good inside linebacker. The Redskins' downfall last year was their defense. Their offense was pretty efficient, but they definitely need to shore up that defensive side of the rock. And yeah, Ragland, cornerback, I think. Yeah, and Ragland could be a good fit there. There really isn't many good cornerbacks left by this point, though. I don't think yeah. corners. Corner. I think there's a lot. I think it's very. This is a very deep draft for corners. Yeah, we still yeah, got William Artie, Jackson got, on the board. William Jackson. You got Artie Burns, Mackenzie Alexander. Ooh, I forgot Mackenzie Alexander. There, there could. Why legit, did I take him with the Bears pick? There could legitimately be six corners <laughs> taken in the first round. I want to take him with the Bears pick. Well, I, guess I can't change my pick. Out. I know that was my bad. Yeah, we can't switch here. At Life of a Philly fan. <laughs> Way too late. Yeah. All right, Nick. Uh, the Texans. Okay. They the, have. They gave Brock Osweiler an insane deal. Yeah. For a guy who has, what, seven starts? Yeah. Okay. So the Texans, I I guess we're going to 
This is going to be the start of a guessing three straight wide receivers off the board, and I'm not going to go Treadwell here. I'm going to go Corey Coleman, the wide receiver from Baylor. Nice. I was watching ESPN this morning, and they actually had a sports science on him today. He's a freak. He had 20-plus catches of 30 yards or more, which led the nation. And did you know he has a higher vertical jump than Zach Levine, the dunk contest winner? That's so actually insane. That is very insane. I think that he he's 5'11", he's kind of small, but – He's a burner, and that's exactly what they need outside of, on the other side of DeAndre Hopkins. So Brock Osweiler gets another target. It's going to be a good start for him in uh, Houston. They already got a good defense. So I think Corey Coleman from Baylor here is going to be a good pick for them. Yeah, Coleman, a uh, speedster, ran a 4-3-7-40. Uh, played the outside wide receiver role, but definitely could see him in the slot. Uh, he'd be a nightmare to cover in that slot. He's got really good footwork, pretty good hands. Uh, and well, I him saw... And- a player production comparison to the one and only Steve Smith. Nice. So that would be a definite uh, you know, tip of the cap to him for that. And it makes the transition for Brock Eisweiler a lot easier, um, having him and DeAndre Hopkins as your one-two starting outside wide receiver punch. So uh, building a monster down there in Houston, and we'll see if Brock can live up to the hype. All right, continuing the run on wide receivers here, I'm going to go with my favorite wide receiver from this draft, Josh Doxson. I think he has... Fantastic hands, and I think he's a solid, solid possession receiver that will be around for a long time in this league. And him and Stephon Diggs, starting with Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, is a nice little core they're building. Yeah, he's a uh, – Doxon's my favorite receiver in this class also. I was actually going to take a next pick with Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, there. yeah. Uh, there were there was talks when they saw him as like a second-round pick, and I was ecstatic that I thought maybe the Ravens who were early in the second round could take him. But uh, he's flying up boards now. I've seen him, you know, possibly in the top 20 for some, the first wide receiver off the board. Uh, he really has no flaws in his game. He's got good size, 6'2", 205 pounds. So uh, I think a really good pick there. Yeah, I like him there. Uh, I like Treadwell there as well. And I also think they could go cornerback. But I definitely think they're going to need another uh, receiver to pair up with Diggs, who had a very good rookie season, but he still has a lot to prove in this league. So, I think just adding more talent on the wide, at the wide receiver position is going to only help out Teddy Bridgewater, who's still growing as a franchise quarterback. All right, so the Bengals are on the board. Sorry to kill that uh, that little wide receiver run there, but we're gonna we're gonna go a different way here in Cincinnati. We're gonna take Andrew Billings, the defensive tackle from Baylor. Uh, he's one of those guys that is a fantastic pass rusher from the inside, which is something that is really rare in the NFL today. Uh, he reminds me of. Baltimore's own Brandon Williams. Uh, he has a bull rush that, from tape, has just seemed unstoppable with just one offensive lineman. So he's going to demand double teams. Uh, that's going to open up, you know, uh, for the pass rush that the Bengals have. You know, crazy Vontez, perfect, and James Harrison. If he actually is crazy. Well, James Harrison's gone. I don't know why I said that. James Harrison. We, we should have set an over-under on uh, – Ravens mentions for her for this podcast. Oh, I mean, That's three. He would have taken, taken his own over and hit it by the end. <laughs> yeah, I like how uh, they're going to shore up their defense with your pick. I think their defense is already pretty solid. I think they do need a wide receiver because they got Brandon Lafell in free agency from uh, the Patriots. Treadwell's a perfect fit. Treadwell's a perfect fit, and I can't see him falling past, what is that, 24? Yep, 24. I think his over-under is like 21, I think it is. Or it could have been 8. If he's going to fall. I got an 8.5. Yeah. I like him going to the Raiders at 14. I think they might shock some people there, but we'll see. Sounds good. All right, Nick, you are on the clock with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep, the Steelers need defense. Uh, They need the secondary, most importantly. And William Jackson III from Houston, I think, is going to be their guy there. I see a bunch of reports that they like Carl Joseph from West Virginia, but I think they do need secondary help. And Jackson... You watch his highlight tape. He is he can cover any. I think he can cover any receiver in this league. Uh, he's got a lot of learning to do, but he definitely has the versatility to do it. And I think he's a playmaker. So William Jackson the third from Houston. All right, sounds good. Uh, Seattle Seahawks on the clock, and uh, now that he's fallen this far, I feel like I have to take him. I was going to go offensive lineman here because I think they could really use one. The guy I like is uh, Jermaine Ifedi. Move him to right tackle. I like him there. But I think it's too far for Laquan Treble to fall, and I'm going to take him to the Seahawks, and hopefully they can finally get a stud receiver for Russell Wilson. Yeah, prototypical size, 6'2", 220. Uh, got a little problem with drops, but uh, Who doesn't? dropped nine, ball, nine of 91 catchable balls last yeah, year, Treadwell. Seen my fair share of drops. He should be an eagle. But he's, one of, those, he's one of those guys that 
will go over the middle. They can work him out of the slot or from the outside into the middle of the field where, you know, if he gets some separation, uh, he can do good things uh, in open space, which really helps. It really goes with what Seattle does, you know, making plays in open space. So. Yeah, there was reports. Uh, I saw a few before the Eagles traded with the Dolphins to go up to get number eight before they eventually moved to number two. That Treadwell could be a fit here. I was scared, though, because you don't want to go back-to-back receivers and have them both be bust. Back-to-back-to-back, to back, pretty Back-to-back-to-back back to back with Jordan Matthews going in the second round last year. I would have liked him, but I think we had too many holes. But I think him falling to 24, was it 26? Uh, yeah. 26, yeah. yeah, 26 is going to be a fall for him. I don't know if he's going to fall that far, but if he's de- there at 26, you got to take him. I don't think he'll fall that far either. I think that's a pretty far drop for yeah. him. You have to take him if he's there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got to go BPA at that point, <clears throat> especially late in the draft. Late in the draft's all about, you know, trying to hit with the highest upside guys. So, all right, Laquan Treble to the Seahawks. Uh, hopefully Russell Wilson can get his guy. Heard the Green Bay Packers, fantastic drafters, notoriously good. Uh, Ted Thompson, one of the best GMs in the league. Where are you thinking the Packers are going to go? They're going to fill a big need here. They're going to take, uh, we're going to take Jaron Reed, the defensive lineman from Alabama, uh, falling a little farther than I thought, so Green Bay happy to pick him up here. Uh, with the retirement of B.J. Raji this offseason, there's now a hole in the middle of that defense there, uh, and Jaron Reed can play the 3-4 or the 4-3. He's your ideal nose tackle, which is great. Uh, fantastic technique, good against the double teams, very good at finding holes and busting through them. Uh, and he also had six batted passes, which was second in the nation last year. So, good up front. Yeah, it's a good pick for the Packers there. You had Austin Robinson going. I guess that kind of screwed you up with taking him earlier. But if he's there for the Packers at 27, Reed, that's a great pick for them. Great value. They do need help in the middle. So, he's a good pick. All right. The Chiefs, Andy Reed. All right, Andy Reed. What does Big Red do? This what pick I've been struggling with. I really don't um, I had William Jackson go and took him earlier. Hurd had Noah Spence going. You took him, and they do need help because they lost Sean Smith to free agency this offseason. They had Marcus Peters, who was was he the defensive rookie of the year? I'm yeah. pretty sure he was. He's a beast corner. They can use help at corner here, but I'm going to shock some people here, and I'm going to go Will Fuller, wide receiver from Notre Dame. Wow, he's a Philly kid. I could see him. I saw a few places where he could be moving up. I think Andy Reid loves his wide receivers. Loves well, a good speed guy. Yeah, they need a good pairing with Macklin. I feel like he can kind of re reincarnate you, if you want to say, the Macklin, Deshaun Jackson days. Fuller could be a Deshaun Jackson type, so I think that could be a good fit there in Andy Reid's offense. Sounds good to me. I think that's a bit of a, a reach, but I like Fuller a lot. Has a little bit of a case of the drops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Deshaun Jackson comparison is is really good. I see uh, another comparison for him is Ted Ginn because Will Fuller does a lot in the uh, the kick return game as well. So. Well, hopefully it doesn't take him eight years to figure out how to play in the <laughs> hey, NFL. Hey, you get there. It's, you got to get there, though. If you get there after eight years. So you're saying Carson Wentz has a chance? <laughs> I'm not going to say no. Okay. Sounds good. The Arizona Cardinals, uh, I really have no idea what they're going to do here. Um, I think it's always safe to take an offensive lineman, and there's some pretty good ones on the board in uh, Ryan Kelly uh, Isn't Decker still on the board? Decker's still on if the he's, board. He's not going to fall that far, but... Yeah. Um, so it's always a safe pick here, but I really like Carl Joseph for them. A nice, a nice safety to pair with Tyron Matthew. Yeah, I like him there. They already have a good defense. They're going to keep building on that. Uh, I think they're going to go line here because they, they need someone to help protect Carson Palmer because he is really on his last leg. He's an injury away from being done. And... If Decker is there, I don't know how you pass on him. I have seen no way he's going to fall to 29 just because so many so many teams could always use offensive line help. But Carl Joseph is a beast. I could I saw some him going to the Steelers. I just think he's he's all around good safety. I agree. Yeah, Carl Joseph. Uh, I was actually going to take him with my next pick. So uh, I mean, he only had four uh, four games last year before he got hurt, but he had five interceptions in those first four games, which is pretty eye opening. Uh, Really good in man coverage, zone coverage, and is one of those guys that likes to come up and deliver the big hit on a running play. So I think that's a good fit there. Um, yeah. Do you think the Cardinals are going to go? I think they need to get a quarterback at some point in this draft. If Paxson fell to them here, do you think he would, they would take him? Yep. I If he does fall this far, expect the Broncos to do everything they can to try and go up and get in front of them. But if he does fall to 29 and the Broncos can't make a deal, then yes, I think they should definitely take him because Carson, like I said, Carson Palmer's on his last leg and. 29, you take best player available, and Paxton Lynch, 
probably be number one on their board at that time. I agree. Panthers, on the board. <clears throat> what do they do here coming off of a Super Bowl appearance? We were about to go Carl Joseph. But okay, so be on the lookout that. for tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to switch it up here uh, with the loss of Josh Norman now. We're going to take Clemson cornerback Mackenzie Alexander. I think this is a really big fall for him. For Alexander? Yeah, I like him. I don't see him in the top 31 in most mock drafts, but he definitely has the talent. I also, you, you can talk about, I'm sorry, we kind of skipped over you on your, didn't even get to talk <laughs> about your pick, but uh, Burns from Miami could also be a pick here, but I do like Alexander here at 30. Yeah, he might be a little undersized, but uh, he's fantastic in man coverage. Uh, really sheds receivers well and makes plays in the run game. Um, and actually, a stat I saw was really interesting is that he didn't allow a single receiver that he matched was matched up against this year to have more than four catches in any game, and that includes the the BCS championship against Alabama. So, wow, that's insane. With the final pick in the first round, they, there's really not a great quarterback here for them to take. Um, what are the Broncos going to do? See, I think the Broncos are going to try and do everything in their power to go up if they can't make a deal with the Eagles to try and go get Paxton Lynch now. So do I. At 31, I think you're going to have to go best player available. A lot of people have offensive guard from Kansas State, Cody Whitehair here for them. Uh, I, I'm i looking at a mock draft right now, and this is just absolutely insane to me. This guy Lance Zerlin has them taking Connor Cook with this pick. And I think Connor Cook's just going to be an absolute wash in the NFL. He like it, reminds me so much of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it's bad. I just <laughs> not only because the Michigan State thing they should remind me of each other. Yeah, I really don't like Cook at all. But I'm going to shock some people here. Thirty-one. We talked about this before. They're earlier in the mock draft. I'm going to go Christian Hackenberg here. Uh, I think they're desperate for a quarterback. And at thirty-one, I mean, can you really? You never know. It's like a, it's going to be a question mark regardless. I think Hackenberg. Take him now. Take him while you can. Don't risk him going somewhere else. Get a guy that's going to be someone you can work with. John Elway's there. He knows his quarterbacks. So give me Christian Hackenberg, 31, and we'll shock some people. So he's going to be a first-round pick, Christian Hackenberg, after all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty insane. I like it, though. I've seen a lot of, a lot of smoke about Christian Hackenberg getting into the first round, um, and a couple of people think that's insane. But really, at that point, you're taking a guy who was thought to be the number one player in college football after his freshman year. At the quarterback position, the most important position in football. So, what you see, well, you know they say, Jack, where there's smoke, there's fire. So, <laughs> thanks, Nick. That's a good pull by me. It's a great pull by you. Thanks. Heard thoughts on the Hackenberg pick? Uh, yeah, the reach for the quarterback. It's pr- it's gonna happen. Somebody, someone has well to be reach, Denver right? at the end of the first round. Uh, I could probably see Denver if they can't move up to get Paxton Lynch. I could see them trading back into the second round. Uh, you know, there's gonna be needy teams that see there's some guy on their board that they think. You know, it was a steal at 31 that they can make a move for. Uh, maybe someone like the Tennessee Titans with all their draft picks. Uh, just at the a basis of this whole draft, a couple guys uh, falling out of the first round. Taylor Decker from Ohio State. Uh, Kevin Dodd, the defensive end from Clemson. And I had Cody Whitehair, the guard from Kansas State. I thought for sure he'd be a first round pick somewhere. Did anyone take Ryan Kelly? Ryan Kelly uh, fell. I don't believe so. And Chris Jones from Mississippi State fell as well. Did we take Andrew Billings? Yeah, yeah. heard did. Okay. The Packers pick, so he'll yeah. probably be a superstar. And Burns fell, too. So a lot of guys fell out of the top. That's, it always happens, though, in every single draft. Yeah, tomorrow night's going to be fun. Yeah, I can't wait. 8 o'clock. Let's get hammered. <laughs> Even though like the excitement's going to last for about two minutes for us. Uh, yeah, we're going <laughs> to Carson Lance and then nothing. And then we don't have anybody Friday. We don't have no picks Friday, right? Like Friday's third, round third two. Round pick. Second and third. Second and third. Okay, so we'll get one third. Fun. We used to finish that at two. But. I might flip over to NFL Network after the uh, Eagles take Wentz just to hear just to hear Mayock. Mayock. Just love him. <laughs> just freaking out. We could go Carson Phillies Lent. after. I mean, who wants to watch? Who like, really cares? Yeah, we don't need to see the Ravens. After play. the Ravens. Caps yeah. Penguins is on at eight tomorrow, so yeah. that's something to watch. Uh, the old I'm Crosby still, or Vetchkin. The NHL wanted that matchup so bad. Oh, I'm still not over the Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not I was the there, show. and they got absolutely handled by the Caps and Game six. Well, that's going to do it for the podcast yeah. in our war room. It was our, fun. Our cramped war room here in the studio in Simon Cormac Hall here in Bloomsburg University. Uh, it was fun. Yeah. I hope all our, these teams are better now. I probably messed up the Browns pick. Um, I, just by me saying something, the Browns messed it up probably. Yeah, the Eli Apple pick was kind of a reach. I'm looking back on it kind of. I'd probably go Conklin there, but I no, went well, just, with Eli Apple there. Hello. But, uh, yeah, I think the next time we should get together for a mock draft is going to be NBA, can we say? I like the NBA podcast idea. 
that's yeah, that would be a good time. We might have to have Herd call in from, uh, where is it? Where do you live? Allentown. Allentown. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're, we graduated at that point. Yeah, this, be... is, this is my last podcast in the studio, probably. Wow. Get, well, unless the get, Eagles like do something, unless Jared Goff. Final sign off here. Bloomsburg, it's been it. it's been real. I didn't even think of it until like right now. Uh, Bloomsburg, it's been real. Someone hire me because I'm too talented not to be hired by now. I'm like I'm probably a first round pick. Ninety seven five, <laughs> definitely not. Am, am I a franchise broadcaster? A franchise podcast? Well, you called uh, Sheldon Rankins Reggie Rankins. So yeah, in there you cap. I know. I think I've heard the name Reggie Rankins before. Reggie Ragland. Ragland. Yeah, you know, I don't know, you, know your draft. I, see, I'm so used to the Eagles picking in the 20s. I usually study them up, but I don't. I, I'm so now that they're in the top two, I don't really care that much. What if we all just do ten bucks? What are the? Is there odds on Jared Goff going one? It's a lot. I mean, it's, a it's lot. probably going up at minus ten. But could you bad. imagine? Minus ten thousand, probably. <laughs> it's probably ridiculous. One time, yeah. and Vegas always knows. So, um, yeah. So for my final send off. Hold on, real quick. Okay, you have something. I have one more want? thing. I want to get Herds. What do you think the Eagles should do with Sam Bradford from an outsider point of view? Because me and Jack have been going at it. I think they got to keep him. Well, now you're raising your voice. I'm raising my voice. Yeah. I'm pissed <laughs> off. I think they got – I think I want him. I want him back. I want him an Eagle. Hurd hates Bradford. So at I know, this, yeah, you're I know, a at hater. this point, when he requested a trade, he's almost like a cancer on the team right now. You don't want a cancer. He especially wants out. They can't – they're not going to get anything out of him at this point. Have you heard about his pump-up speeches? Well, I bet they're horrible. No, they're great. Stop no, I mean, have you heard of Joe Flacco pump up speech? <laughs> I Let's get him, guys. Let's get him. Uh, have you heard? Uh, you like that? <laughs> have you heard the Andy Dalton? The Andy Dalton oh, pump up speeches? Yes, dude. Oh. Terrible, terrible. You went way too loud on that, by the way. It just spiked the whole thing up. Is it going to mess up the entire podcast? No, no one's probably even no, listening right now. You'll be all right. We're rambling. So that's going to do it for the podcast. So you all get your points out? We all good here? Yeah, we're good. All right, so we'll see. I have actually have podcast equipment at my house at home. So we'll have to get you know, it all popping. It'll be fun. Yep. Um, so thank you, Bloomsburg, the last four years. This is going to be weird saying goodbye to this place. All to coming to an end. All right. Thanks a lot. Go Birds. Carson Wentz, future franchise quarterback. Will Larry Tunsil follow the Ravens? Will Matt Hurd go streaking down Main Street? We'll find that all out tomorrow night on ESPN. See ya. Peace.